Welcome to the Super Sentai Brothers. This is episode 33 of License to Car Ranger, the internet's best and only podcast dedicated to Gekiso Sentai Car Ranger. Each week we watch an episode of the show and we share our thoughts with you, the listeners. My name is Matt J. With me as always is my co-host and brother Dave. Dave, how you doing bud? Welcome back. Yeah, thank you very much. Thank you very much. It's been a crazy Iowa show week last week. And so my pretty just my whole weekend you know, uh, gets eaten up when it's show week because we run. Sorry. Dave, Dave, you're you're burning five stars material right now. Oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> five stars. Stars. Here's a brief preview. Start number one is catch up with Dave. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's cold. It's been snowing. That's a new weird thing that's been happening since you were on last. Uh, I mean, I mean, it's not weird. It's November. It's, yeah, I was going to say it's not weird. Um, it's been happening since time immemorial. But sure. Uh, anyway, you know what else feels like it's been happening since time of Memorial Dave? Us watching Gekiso Sentai Car Ranger. And yeah, boy, it has been a minute. And boy, have I loved every moment of it. And the, the moment of it that we're going to love today is episode 33 called Awaken Gekiso Dapu, which actually means we're going to love it slightly less. <laughs> <laughs> but of course, before we get into that, Dave... As always, shining in the heavens, there are five stars. What is our first star of the week? So our first star of the week is uh, I'm back, and I'm delighted to be back. And mom, this is an update on <laughs> my life. <laughs> um, no, it was so last week, of course, um, I wasn't in. It was show week, and show week is always bananas because we we run tech rehearsals, like, like four-hour tech rehearsals after school, um, running up to the show, and then we run the show, obviously. And we actually do, we do four shows. We do Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then we even do a Sunday matinee. So by the end of it, I... Oh, sorry, if this is your first year to the show, uh, I am a high school teacher, and I teach English, but I also teach drama. And so when we have musicals, I, I do the acting coaching for those musicals. I'm one of the three sort of like, we have a choreographer and a voice guy who is the sort of head guy. And then I handle anything that isn't dancing and singing. So by the end of the show, it's like 12, 12 straight days uh, at school. Which is a lot of time to be at school. Man, boy, howdy. Is it a lot of time to be at school? So um, so we didn't get an episode last week. Thanks, uh, thanks guys, for chipping in and getting that out to the fans. Uh, other than that, what else have I been up to? I turned 37. Yeah, happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you. It, it's weird because since you have been working at this school, your birthday weekend is almost always the show weekend. Yes. And so your birthday comes around. I'm like, oh, man, it's my brother's birthday this weekend. We should totally do something. And then I remember, nope, he is going to be at a high school all weekend. Yeah, it is. The timing of it is always like kind of a weird bummer. Um, Yeah, so I turned 37. I caught a look at myself in the mirror the other day, and I have got a lot of gray hair. Like... Yeah, it's weird how that sneaks up on you. Yeah, like, it does. It, you sort of notice it in waves. You're like, oh, I've got some gray hair. And then you don't notice it again until there's enough more 
than there was the last time. Yeah, like there's like a plateau point, and then you were like, oh, wow. Thankfully, we were well prepared for this, you and I. Our dad oh, went sure. gray super duper early. So the fact that I actually am only as gray as I am at the age of 37 is... I'm actually, I'm completely fine with it. I was about to be like, oh, I'm lucky. I, I do not care. I'm very much in favor of gray hair. Again, probably because our dad went gray super early. So like I associate gray hair not with being like old, but with being like a proper dad. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> um, yeah, so I turned 37. I had a nice birthday. Beth made a duck. Ooh, I know yeah, you love a duck. I do, I do. I love duck. And the kids liked it, and which was great. And they were like, could we have duck again on Friday? And Beth managed to find a cheap duck at Aldi. So now I've got bougie kids that think they just be like, Mommy, could we have duck for dinner on Friday? You know, like, now they just think you have duck whenever you I sort did, of feel I like I did not it. know that Aldi carried duck. Yeah, they only carry it uh, seasonally. They carry it, oh, like, sure, in winter that makes sense. for, like, you know, like Thanksgivings and, and Christmases, I guess. Um Let's see what else. So I woke up on Monday and I brought the kids downstairs to make coffee. Uh, I have twins. They're almost three. And they said, Abba, like today a birthday day? And I said, yeah, it is a birthday day, guys. They say, it you birthday? And I said, it is. It's my birthday today. And then unbidden, together, they broke into like a three-year-old rendition of happy, an almost three-year-old rendition of Happy Birthday, uh, and that so is I amazing. and so I died, and I'm dead now, <laughs> and I'm a ghost doing this podcast now. Before you get, before you think they're too sweet, the next day, um, we were at breakfast, and they were like, "I'm glad Abba's birthday over," and I was like, "Why are you glad that my birthday is over?" And they're like, because now it means my birthday come in. Because their birthday is at the end of the month. So we're like, thank goodness we've gotten through your dumb birthday. We're done with that stuff. <laughs> now it's our birthday coming up. The good one. So anyways, that's my... I mean, to uh, be fair, that's a double birthday, so... It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're having a books-themed party. We're going to get in uh, Go Dog Go. We're going to get in green eggs and ham. All the classics. All the classics. Yeah, it's going to be great. So that's kind of, that's what I'm about to do, Matt. What is our second star of the week? Dave, our second star of the week is something that I was thinking about a few weeks ago because uh, we are in early November now, which means that we've just finished up October and just finished up Halloween. Now, yep. I, I like Halloween fine. I am not like a huge Halloween guy. Um, but, you know, it's... It's, I, I, I like an excuse for things to be decorated, uh, and so it, it's a nice time of year for that. Um, but the one thing that I, that I don't super get into during the Halloween time of year uh, is horror movies. I, like, I don't like horror movies. I like monster movies. Yep. I, like, I like a Dracula movie. I like a horror movie that's like so over the top that it's sort of like slapstick. Yeah, that's um, fine. My uh, the shotgun. Like, if I could solve the problem with like a shotgun or a stake or the right kind of sword or whatever, then I'm fine. Right, right. Like, I will watch Van Helsing every day. I never want to watch like Dawn of the Dead. That's sort of where I am. Right. Yeah, precisely. Oh, um, actually, Dawn of the Dead. I'm no, no, no. Dawn of the Dead. No, the other of the Deads. I'm like more fine with. 
Do you like that? Do you remember that one Japanese zombie movie called Versus from like the early two thousands? Oh man, vaguely. There's like a prison truck that like breaks down or crashes in like a a, a mountain or a valley somewhere in Japan. Anyway, it's it's this weird zombie movie. That's not what I want to talk about. Actually, what I want to talk about is you know what movie genre? So that's a movie genre that has a whole month dedicated to it, and I don't like that movie genre. But you know what genre I love? Is westerns, and I feel like there should be a westerns month because there's there's a Halloween, there's like a horror movie month, and there's a Christmas movie month. But there's all sorts of other great movie genres, and I just need to find, I just need to say like January is westerns month, and make a plan and have that be a annual tradition because I love westerns, and I always forget that I love westerns because there's never like. A moment where you're supposed right, to where you're sit like, down and watch a western. This is an appropriate time to watch a western, and I think actually, I think January would be a really good spot for that because westerns tend to be eh, like they're all set in the summer, kind of. You know what I mean? Because like you're out, you're out west, so it would be a good like you watch a movie and it's it you it's warm, right? You're like out in the desert, and it's like there's all the sun shining, yeah. and that would make you feel good as opposed to in the middle of July. Well, you're miserably hot already, and then you would then watch right. a Western. No, this is a fantastic idea, man. I support this yeah. fully. I, I just need to avoid watching, uh, what is it, Jeremiah Johnson, I think is very uh, winter and snow uh, themed. Yeah, I said that, but as I'm thinking about it, there are a number of like Western-y movies that, that are, are in fact set in winter. Although I think, I guess Jeremiah Johnson is more of like a frontiersy movie than a That's than a actually proper. a very good distinction. There's a number of contemporaneous movies that, yeah, frontier movies are set in winter. Westerns are not. Are mostly in the summer, yeah. Uh, anyway, looking forward to it. Dave, what is our third star of the week? So, Matt... <laughs> Fallout 76 did a real dumb bad thing, and I okay. del- I'm delighted to talk about it. Now, you know, I mean, this is the internet's number one Fallout 76 fan podcast. Yeah, no, listen, I have I have played a number of hours of Fallout 76, not as many as a lot of other people, but like more than average, I would say, on like a worldwide scale. Um, So I like Fallout 76, but it does sort of feel like like Todd is just trying out like he's had a number of ideas in his back pocket that he's like fairly certain are very bad ideas. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what? Everybody everybody craps on Fallout 76 anyways. Let's just give it a shot. What's the worst that could happen? Right. It's already Fallout 76. So here's the weird, dumb thing that they did. Well, first of all, they pushed back the release of like human NPCs, which everybody was excited about. Not the pushing I was back excited about the it. NPCs. Here's the very bad thing that they did. They decided to create Fallout 76 Premium. Okay, is this like a game of the... I mean, it wouldn't be a game of the year edition. No, no, no. Nobody... Nobody no, had it as their game of the year. I was but... going to say, that would have to mean it was the game of the year someplace. So now, first of all, do so recall... So this is like a DLC sort of thing? Sort of. First of all, I do want to remind people that you need you already need Xbox Live to even play this game. Like, right. you cannot play this game offline. It is not possible. So you are already paying 
a minimum of like five bucks a month for the privilege of playing this game after having purchased it. Right. Now what they have decided to do is for the price of $13 a month, Matt. Oh, okay. They have created Fallout Premium, which is you basically, you get uh, like infinite storage space on the server okay uh, uh, if you if you don't play the game uh that is actually very appealing yeah that's hugely you know. appealing and you can also you can create like private servers for like just you and your friends okay which at first no, that, i mean that sounds like a good idea until you consider the fact that none of the rest of my friends play this game anymore yeah none of the rest of my friends play this game uh and also $13 a month is insane madness and i'm sure that all of your friends would have to have that same prime membership to be able to participate in that private server they would not actually that is like the one like saving grace so like theoretically if you had like a dedicated group like they could chip in and they could all play on the server but like you're still the only one with like infinite storage space it's again this is a very bad idea Super bad, yeah. That like the one thing, one of the things that I really like about Fallout seventy six is that once you buy the game, like there are things in the uh, the like the shop that you can buy to like give yourself, you know, make yourself look fancier. But generally speaking, once you've like spent the like real life currency on the game, there's very little occasion to spend more real life currency on the game unless you really feel like it. Yeah. So here is at first I was like, well, that's... I guess they've solved that problem. Right. I was like, well, that seems kind of dumb, but like, I don't know. Like you get to play on a private server. Like you don't have to play with like randos like that. Okay. That seems cool. Here's the thing about that though, that I did not think about, but I did like somebody mentioned to me a big part of the game is that like, you know, you're trying to get, like, the best loots, right? So, like, you go and, like, you kill the powerful enemies and you you get the best loots, right? Well, generally speaking, everybody can go do that because, like, you're just on a rando server with everyone. Except if you have a private server, you can just go farm that mofo as many times as you want until you get incredibly powerful weapons, which you can then bring back to the regular servers. Dave, I gotta say, it doesn't seem like they're doing a great job in managing this property. <laughs> it, is, it is what we're talking about it, because it is comically bad. Um... Anyways, that's uh, that's the latest in a big old string of dumb stuff. Oh, what, what a train wreck. Probably going to play it after we're finished recording tonight. Yeah, no, I do wish I had time to play it. It was a really fun game. Uh, Matt, what is our fourth star of the week? Dave, fourth star of the week is that I have... I, I've been going through... This is, this is going to be sort of a multi-stage thing, and eventually we're going to talk about eggs. But I am going through one of those periods where I'm just really sick of, um, like, basically all versions of the internet and social media. Yeah, okay. 
Like, I, I, I go sort of back and forth on this, like, oh, no, it's fun to talk to people. And they're like, oh, no, I, ne- I never want anyone to talk to me. Um, I, I like I like being social, and I like media. I don't like social media. Um, yes, yeah, precisely. Uh, and so, like, I deleted Facebook from my phone, and I realized that I had been using, like, Twitter as a way to know what the news was. Like, not, like, I listened to NPR in the morning, yeah. but then throughout the day, that was sort of what would keep me, like, in the loop as to what was going on. Okay, so you basically were just counting on friend of the show Nick Douglas to read the news, and then you would read his tweets, and then... Uh, the, uh, that's that's definitely part of it, but you know, I, I've, I, I'm, I've been on Twitter now long enough that I've got, like, sort of a subsection of things that I look at to sort of know what's going on in the world. Yeah, that big, I gotcha. But I realized that, like, to do that, I had to be on Twitter more because there's a lot of news going on right now, Dave. And I, the one thing I do get sucked into is news. Yeah. Uh, Listen, there's a lot of news. It's a news-rich environment right now. We don't need to talk about it. Um, Anyway, so in a effort to not reinstall Facebook on my phone and look at Twitter less, I got... Got a uh, a digital subscription to the New York Times. Okay, I mean they've got a slant, but like, well, that's the thing. Everything's got a slant, but like the you know that doesn't have less of a slant than anything else. And right, it, yeah. at least I and know what their slant is. Slant. You know, like mm-hmm. I can I can adjust for their slant as I'm reading. Right. Um. But the other thing about like the thing about having a subscription to the New York Times is, of course, it's that's not just a news source. That is. That's not just, like, a source of, like, current political news. It is a newspaper. Right. And the, news- and the newspaper has multiple sections, which I'd kind of forgotten. <laughs> so I'm, I'm flipping through, because I've, I've got, like, the app on my phone. Um, uh, I, I was actually really lucky because the day that I went to look at it, it was like, oh, the New York Times is having, like, its once or twice a year sale on digital subscriptions. So I got to, like, do it without feeling like I was just throwing a bunch of money down a hole. Um, anyway, I was was like, oh, right, the New York Times has a food section, like, a very, like, famous and well-regarded food section, as I recall. Probably not always, but, like, I have a book of, like, the best food writing from the New York Times from 80 years, and it's really good stuff. So, like, I'm gonna look at what the food section has. And, Dave, the first thing I found made me so glad that I had done all of this, because it has finally solved a problem for me, which is that I feel like I never quite know how to hard-boil an egg, but now I know exactly how to hard boil an egg. Oh. Like, I, I've been... So the, the the person who wrote this article said, Hey, this is my first article for the New York Times food section, and I wanted to do something good. So, like, I got a ton of volunteers, and we cooked, like, 700... We, we hard boiled 700 eggs and tested them on, like, how easy they were to do clean up after like how easy they were to peel how much you could peel them without uh risk of damaging the egg underneath you know like the a hard boiled egg will sometimes like pull apart as you mm-hmm. yeah like what meth like what method like flavor ease convenience consistency like what is the best one to do and apparently Dave the best one to do is you steam it huh you get like a you you put like an inch of water in the bottom of your pot. Yeah. You bring it to a boil. 
You put your eggs in like a vegetable steamer thingy. Yeah. You put it in the pot. You close it. Uh, and if you want to have sort of like a perfect hard-boiled egg where like the yolk is solid, but like you can see parts where it weren't wasn't solid recently, mm-hmm. you just let it steam for eight and a half minutes, and then you pull it out, and then it's done. Does the water have to? Does the water have to boil? Like, you get the water boiling first. You keep the water boiling the whole time. Wait, right? But are you bringing it up to a boil and then you're starting eight and a half minutes? Yes. Yeah. You bring the water to the boil and then you put the steam tray with the eggs in it. Okay. And you cover it and then it's eight and a half minutes. And I've done it now twice and it's perfect. Okay. Well, I'll give it a shot. I have a different method that also works very well, but I'm intrigued. Well, the nice thing about this method is that since you're using less water, it takes a lot less time to bring it to boil. So you can start cooking the egg sooner. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, that totally makes sense. Let anyway, that's, that, that's my, that is just a practical life tip uh, at the end of a weird long story about the New York Times. Dave, what's our fifth story of the, or fifth star of the week? So our fifth star of the week, Matt, is... A coffee shop has opened up at the end of my street. Oh, well, which end? The close end. The oh, end that great. I can see from my front porch. That is amazing. Well, yes. Okay. And no. The is rad it... Yeah, the rad part about that is that of course there is now a coffee shop at the end of my street. And there are like there are coffee shops down the street, but not at the end of my street. I was going to say you live in a you live near a street with a number of coffee shops on it already. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is well, there's there's one coffee shop and then like a bakery and stuff. But yes. But this one is at the end of my street. And it is more important almost as importantly, it is on my way to work. Ooh. Yeah. Now, okay, now here's here's the final nail in the coffin for you, Dave. Is it good? Yeah, it's Rising Star. Oh gosh, now you're you're doomed. Yeah, see that's here's like the, best, the thing. See here's uh, the folks, great that's part like, about this. Uh, so far as I'm concerned, that's the best coffee in Cleveland, or at least the best coffee chain in Cleveland. Uh they're very good. Down the street is Phoenix, which I also think is very good. Anyways, the great part about this, of course, is that there is a rising star coffee shop at the end of my street. This is amazing. The downside of this, Matt, is that if I go and I get coffee, they are going to want money for it. Yeah, every day they're going to want it. Yeah, just every single time they're they're going to need some dollars or else, I mean, that's it's not going to work for them if, if they don't get money. Um, right, they just put it in this brand new store. They'd be really disappointed if people didn't pay them. Right, and so that like that's the downside, is that they would want money from me every time I wanted coffee, and I want a lot of coffee, and I can't afford that. Uh, so now what I have is a da- <laughs> what I now have is a daily frustration slash temptation to spend money I shouldn't. That's what I've actually got, Matt. It's not a coffee shop, but, <laughs> but a daily reminder of money I shouldn't spend. Right. So you you are in a situation where like someone needs to lash you to the mast as you like sail your way over to work. Yeah, precisely, man. Lest uh, the siren song of Rising Star Coffee crash you against the rocks. Right. I just need a bunch of like hairy Greeks at the oars with wax in their ears. Um 
So that's it, Matt. I'm doomed. I can only hope that they have some sort of loyalty program where like every 10th cup, they'll they'll give me a free latte or something. It's my only hope. I, I, I wish you luck, Dave. Uh, and I wish us both luck is now we're going to talk about a real Dapu heavy episode. Uh, it is called Awaken Gekiso Dapu. It is written by Naruhisa Matsui. Is that right? I wrote it down, but it's far. It's on my computer, which is kind of far away from me. Uh, the original air date was October 11th, 1996. You can watch along with us on either the DVDs or streaming at shoutfactory.tv. Um, it's not as good as the ones we've watched recently, but our conversation about it will be. And we will be right back for that conversation. All right, welcome back. We have just finished watching episode 33 of Gekiso Sentai Car Ranger. And parts of it are really great. Yep. Okay, so we, we start off this week and we are in the secret base hidden inside slash behind the Pegasus Garage. Uh, the, the owner of which I realize I have not seen in a few episodes and I miss him. Yeah, the owner is a great character, and I'm really kind of bummed out that he's not as much as he was initially. But uh, the, there's somebody who also has not been around as much recently, and he's back. He's yeah. so back. A poor Dapu, substitute for VRV da- Master. Dapu has been asleep these last couple of episodes. He's been hibernating, and he had like a fever. Not He's not like ill. He's just his race hibernates periodically, and... He's doing it right now. But to test whether or not he's still hibernating, they put a thermometer in his mouth. But it's, yeah. not, like, it's not a medical thermometer. It's well, just like the thermometer you would put on a wall. It's attached to a piece of wood. Well, okay, yeah. The fact that it's attached to wood is really weird. And, I mean, like, Dabu has a gigantic head and he's got, like, a weird puppet mouth. So they couldn't... It would look ridiculous. I don't know. It would look equally ridiculous because putting just a wall thermometer in someone's mouth also looks absurd. But Yugo slips in and does exactly that. Now, I have no idea what uh, temperature Dapu is supposed to be because the thermometer is in Celsius. And I don't know what Celsius degrees mean. (laughs) Um, I I think it's like roughly human temperature. Um... But whatever his temperature is supposed to be, he is about that right now. Like, he previously had not been, and now he is. Uh, So everyone is excited because they realize that Dapu is probably going to be waking up soon. I don't know why they're excited about this, but they surely are. I... So every... Like, Yuka sort of, like, pulls everybody in, and then, like, everybody's super excited... And then Kyosuke, I wish I had written it down. I forgot what he says. But Kyosuke says something, and Yuka just turns around and punches him straight in the face. You know, that is also in my notes, and it's also weirdly vague in my notes. I I think it's because he is being, like, maybe purposely obtuse and not understanding what she's trying to explain to them. Yeah, maybe. Oh, I also do want to note that in this episode, uh, they have basically switched back to their old clothes. Which is weird, uh, and I just I mean, feel... They, they for... kind of go back and forth, because remember, they probably changed their clothes during the summertime, because it was hot out, 
But now that oh, it's getting yeah, cool again, they can sort of like shift back into their previous wardrobe. Yeah, no, that actually makes a ton of sense. I forget because, of course, like they filmed this show as seasonally as it is watched. So, yeah. <laughs> um, not Tapu, though. He is still wearing Michael Jordan's basketball jersey. <laughs> well, okay, he is for most of it, except for this dream that he has right now. Yeah. So, Dapu is just about to wake up, and we're getting his, like, inter- we're seeing inside his dreams as he's finishing his hibernation. And we're watching a flashback to something we saw in either the first or second episode of the show, where the Bozoak were just laying waste to Planet Hazard, which is where he's from. Yes. And so he is reliving this terrible, ter- terrible tragedy. And then he wakes up. But he doesn't wake up in the garage. He wakes up in a field. A beautiful, lovely field. Sees these couple of weird-looking aliens who look very much like him, but bigger. And they're like, oh, hey, Dapu, come over here. Dapu's thrilled, of course, to see his parents. And Dapu's yeah. wearing his original, like, robe outfit right now. And he runs over and he sits down on the the uh, picnic cloth with them. And he says, like, oh, I'm just so happy to see you. Let's just stay like this forever. But, of course, yeah. he can't stay like this forever because this is a dream. Yeah, and his parents so... are, like, his dream parents do not seem super interested in softening that blow. Yeah, they. so this scene does a couple of things. First of all, uh, it made me... Like, really, oh, like, oh, like, this actually kind of hit me, which I was mad about because it's Dapu. Um, <laughs> and it, and then, so I did another thing, which reminded me yet again that Dapu is, in fact, a child. Super child, yeah. Yeah, like, definitely a child. And the, the fact that the Rangers, like, rely on him as much as they do is, like, grossly unfair on the <laughs> Rangers' part. <laughs> The third part of this that I recalled is that Dapu often says the word Dapu at the end of his sentences. And I had sort of thought, because it doesn't like come up a whole lot, that like that was just like something that he said. And so the Rangers kind of like call him Dapu. But that's definitely not the case. Like, his mom does refer to him as Dapu. Dapu is definitely his given name. So he just, like, says stuff, and then at the end of a sentence just sort of says his own name as, like, a period. So, you know, I had a sort of a... Dave. (laughs) I had sort of a different thought on this, which is that I always assumed that his name was Dapu because that was his given name, but that people from his planet just did that. But the thing is that here we are talking to his mother and father. They probably have names that aren't like mommy and daddy, but they never say any like weird alien sounding name at the end of their sentences. So like, is it just Dapu? Is it something you grow out of? Is it like having a lisp from the planet Hazard? Man, dude, I don't even like there are so many just just wildly unexplained questions about well, Dapu. There's another unexplained the... question. The You were saying that it's unfair that the Rangers rely on him as much as they do, being that he's a child. Has he ever has he ever like told them that he is a child? Because he's a an very alien. Good point. And they have no reason to assume that he's not a full grown alien. 
Right? Wow. Man. Uh, yeah. No, I guess they haven't. Maybe just like everyone on his planet died. And he's like, okay, well, I'm the oldest person alive from Planet Hazard. So I'm definitely an adult now. And just that's how he carries himself. So that's how the Rangers talk to him. But he's actually 12. Oh, my gosh. I... Dude, I can't handle this, dude. Um, anyways, yeah, so the dot parents sort of like sort of like ghost ghost dream like teleport fade away as he's like running towards them, right? Like he runs over and they sort of fade away and then they're someplace else and he tries to run again and they're gone. And then we get this pan like this zooming reverse zooming shot where the camera is just like rushing backwards through the grass away from Dapu. Uh and he's like I want to stay. And I felt real bad about that. Uh, it was a sad moment because even though I do sort of loathe Dapu, um, he's yeah, like, a 12 year old and he's like a 12 year old orphan. It's super sad. Right. Uh, but he wakes up. He's awake now. Hooray? For real awake, which you know because he's wearing his Michael Jordan jersey. Yeah. So we go from there to uh, Planet Barbarian. And President Gynamo is having his lackey sort of raise up like a... It looks like a portrait. It's like a big sign thing. It's like covered in a cloth. We don't know what it says. Yeah. Uh, remember when I said earlier that there are parts of this episode that rule? Here it is. Here Here's, we go. Yeah. So President Gynamo delivers the greatest pep speech I've ever heard. He's like, listen, when Instructor Richie Hiker became Instructor Richie Richie Hiker, he screwed up. Because what he did is he had all these smart plans, and the Rangers responded to his smart plans by becoming stronger. So our problem, clearly, is that we were trying to be smart. Guys, that's not where our strengths lie. <laughs> yeah, so then he, he pulls the cloth <laughs> off of the sign. Like, he here's says, what we're he good says, at. from now on, we are the health bozoke. And everyone cheers. And he's like, listen, we've got two we've got two strong so bits here. I wrote this down. Hold on. He says, our strength is our health and our stupidity. It was a mistake to believe that we could beat them with our brains. So, like, we got to go back to basics. We're just, like, healthy, dumb, strong idiots that are just going to throw our big, stupid bodies at a problem <laughs> until we win. And that's how we're going to do this. And everyone we're, is we're gonna so on We're going to double board. down. It's, it's incredible. So, Inventor Grotch is like, I have made a drink to help. It's just called the Super Idiot Drink. Uh, I looked at it. It apparently also could be, like, a the Violent Idiot Drink. Like, I mean, it could also on... be tequila, right? Like, like just say I have a drink that will like make you <laughs> like make you dumb and angry. make you like dumb and strong. Like, dude, I've had that drink. <laughs> oh, they're like, all right, man, who's who's the dumbest dude here? And they like look around and they find this dude. Uh, you, ooh, ooh, it's you, you, Yusu, or ooh, ooh, Usu. I'm not sure. Um, this. So he's like a tiger dude in like in like track pants. I don't know. He looks like big angry Garfield. Like it's a weird look. It's yeah. It's very strange. Like yeah. Like big angry. Like kind of weightlifter Garfield. 
you know those weightlifters who are like like definitely like weightlifters not bodybuilders right like they're just there for power like that's sort of you you uso's build yeah um and they're like well he's the dumbest idiot here like let's roll and so he drinks the super idiot drink and he just gets mad hype right uh oh there is a bit in here where zanette says like so you're, the two things that we're good at, the, the two things that you Bozoke are good at are being healthy and being idiots. You could have just as easily called yourselves the idiot Bozoke. And President Gynamo says like, yeah, listen, you make a really fair point, And I did think like, of that. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. But like, come on. Like, let's, 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 let's do the good one. <laughs> um, so you, 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 Sue, like. Yeah, like I say, he just gets, like, mad hype. He starts, like, jumping up and down. He, like, starts running around. And he's just like, this stuff rules. And they ask him a few questions to make sure it's he's got... It's four gotten... loco. He's, it's a four loco is what Inventor Crush It basically is. And they're like, hey, um, Yu Yu Yusu, real quick, just to make sure that you're good and dumb before we send you down. Like, what's two plus two? And, and like, they just ask him very simple questions. Like, two plus two equals six. A cat says woof. Like, it's all stuff like that. It's like, okay, you know literally nothing. Go down to Earth and destroy it. <laughs> Excellent. So we go... We go from... <laughs> now I'm just thinking about Four Loco. What a terrible idea it was. Um, not to drink... I mean, drinking it was a terrible idea. But just like Four Loco in general is a terrible idea. And uh, by the way, if you are young and listening to this... And you're like, they still sell Four Loco. No, they don't. They, no. Yeah. There is a thing that they still sell called Four Loco, but it is not the original Four Loco, which was just like way too much. <laughs> it was just like a monster energy drink that was also booze. Yeah. Uh, anyways. Uh, <laughs> so we, we, we go back down to Earth and Kyosuke and the rest are planning a, a like surprise party to celebrate Dapu waking back up. And and genuinely, like, they are being super sweet about it. They're like, okay, we're going to plan this picnic. We're going to surprise him. He's going to love it. Like, we're going to go to, like, this particular, like, meadow that we know he's particularly fond of. It's the meadow from his dream sequence. Yeah, it is the meadow from the dream sequence. I think the idea is that the meadow on Earth reminds him of the meadow in his dream sequence. Yeah, they mentioned that. But they just shot it all at the same place because, of course, you do. You're shooting a new episode of this TV show every week. Now, Dapu has woken up, but he doesn't want to tell them that he's woken up yet because they, they're they so, like, wrapped up in their plans to, like, surprise him. And he doesn't want to ruin it for them. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he sort of, like, sneaks. He's not, like, trying to sneak up on them. He's just sort of, like, conning around a corner and he hears them talking about it. And he's like, oh, I'm so, like, I'm so touched. So he doesn't want to... He both, A, is touched that they are, are doing this for him, and B, recognizes that, like, they are also super excited to do it. Uh, and so he doesn't want to, like, kind of ruin the surprise for them. Right. So they, they're they going to, like, scout out the area, and they notice, like, dude, it's really hot. Like, it's October, and it feels like it's in the middle of summer. What is going on? Hey, wait a second. Is this a Bozoak plan? Which I'm very proud of them for. Because it is a bozo. It's not a plan. 
it's just a thing that the Bozark are doing. I don't think that Yu Yu Yusu is capable of like a capital P plan at this moment. Right, no, but no, it no. Is he his is fault. just he's just right. He is he is part of this. Sorry, Matt. I sort of spaced out there for a second because I was reading the Wikipedia article about Four Loco. <laughs> <laughs> And um, it's I, I won't go into any details. Suffice to say, like the history of Four Loco is every bit as like perfectly bad and stereotypical as you think it is. If you've ever stopped to think about like how did Four Loco get invented? Like just real quickly, you spitball for me how you think Four Loco got created, and I'll tell you that you're right. Um, I think that people were at a party and they wanted to keep drinking, so they put vodka in a monster energy drink and thought we can sell this to people. Yeah, that is effectively correct. Uh, these are frat bros, and they would buy Thai energy drinks from nearby Asian supermarkets and then sell them in a markup, because they're the worst. Um, and then they just turned that into Four loco. They just put booze in it, and then they were like, we could sell this. Yes, you, you nailed it. So anyways, Matt, there was one thing. Uh, so the Rangers are up at the... Wait, I'm sorry. You, did you already say the part where they get out of the van and then it's... Yeah, it's too hot. Sorry, I was captivated by the history of Four Loco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they're, they're way too hot. They know it's the Bozoak. Right. There was one thing is that Dapu was watching them up on... Everything that they're about to do for the next like five minutes, Dapu was watching them do on the surveillance cameras... That he okay. has. It might be surveillance cameras. He genuinely might be watching the news. We'll get to that in a second. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's actually a very good point. Uh, just so you know, if you play Ghost and Tie Heroes, surveillance cameras are a base option. You can choose. I you mean, can obviously. just decide. Yeah. Uh, so, anyways, then. So, Yu Yushu rolls up and he's like, okay, it is time to power up my bike with idiot juice. <laughs> He just opens up the gas tank on his bike. so into this idea. And dumps the stupid potion into the thing. And it makes his bike so strong and dumb and angry that it just starts kicking out fire out of the tailpipe. So he's just driving in circles around this mountain and everything catches on fire. And it's yeah, like, this, like, this horrible is horrible blaze. This is the plan. So they summon the RV fighter. Or they summon the RV VRV... They, they call Vic Cars. Trailer. They yeah, they their, call in Vic their, Trailer. Their new friend, Victor Trailer. Yeah. And uh, Dapu has been asleep for a couple of episodes. So every time they pull out one of their new toys, Dapu's like, oh my gosh, what's that? I like, love this that. This is incredible. Like, when did they get guys... this? Um, so, so, they, uh, so they pull in, they turn them into their humanoid form so that the VRV fighters, and there's a giant fire. And so... Uh, VRV firefighter, which is red, is like a giant fireman. He's got like a building-sized fire extinguisher, and he's putting out the fire. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, yellow and green just kind of get two gigantic boulders and hurl those boulders at each... at the. They smash the boulders together, which pulverizes the boulders, and a bunch of dust falls on the ground. And this apparently is and how this, you fight fires. Well, maybe it's like a sand. I know, like you can throw sand on a fire. It's yeah, like a, but that's but sa- grains of sand are very small. They've just cracked two boulders into each other. Oh, so they now they're just so hard, though, Matt. So now it's they're just, just so raining hard. gravel down, <laughs> which uh, can't and, be great. 
And then blue and pink make the much wiser, I think, decision, which is to just get on huge megaphones and be like, everybody needs to leave now. There's a wildfire coming your way. Well, because the, the, the blue and pink cars are like rescue vehicles. It's a police car and a ambulance. So they yeah, are right. the ones who are doing like oh, crowd yeah, control. That does make sense. And then the yellow and green ones are like the big earth movers. It's like the, you know, the backhoe and the dump truck. Yeah. So, the bike dies. Yu Yu Yusu's bike dies. And right, because like, he put oh. something that wasn't gas in the tank. Yeah, he's like, oh, I'm so angry. So, he's like, that's it. Nothing to do but to get him even super more hyped. So, he just drinks two idiot juice, super idiot drinks, literally turns into a fireball. Yeah, just like starts running around in a circle and creates a fire tornado where he is standing. <laughs> it's so great. This is why um, education is so important. Because if you get dumb enough, you're going to start fires. Uh, <laughs> I mean, not like this, but yeah, probably. Okay, so the entire mountain is on fire. Um, they're like, oh, at one point... The rangers say, like, this whole mountain is going to burn down. We need to save it. Dapu loves this place. Yeah. Which is a weird set of priorities. And also, like, he's about to wake up. If he wakes up and sees us lose, like, he's going to be so, like, bummed out slash disappointed in us. We need to improve. We, a team of five grown adults, need to impress our 12-year-old mentor. (laughs) Uh, So they're like, they're really trying, right? They're just like running through these explosions. They can't get close to Yu Yu Yusu. He's too hot. He's too explodey. This is not working. Dabu, of course, is really concerned. uh, And he's, he's watching on the monitors. No, 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 Matt. This has to be his like weird surveillance monitors because he is surprised when he is interrupted by the news. But okay, here's my question. How would the news interrupt his closed-circuit surveillance monitors? My assumption is that he was watching the news and they changed away from the fight to cover the weather. Oh, that could also work. So the weather lady is in a bathing suit. And she's like, well, the heat wave will continue until the car rangers are victorious. It's just going to be real hot. If you if you could turn into a worm and crawl beneath the cool earth, you might get some relief that way. Which, first of all, is an insane thing to say. It's a wild thing to say to a person on TV. And, and second of all, like, how is that your go-to? Like, oh man, if you're hot, if only you could turn into a worm and crawl beneath the cool earth. That would solve your problems. You know, that, like, the classic trope of chill worms. I ch- and Dapu is like, oh my gosh, that's it. That's how the rangers can defeat this dude. They have to come at him from underground like a worm. And then they will avoid the withering heat radiating from his super idiot body. <laughs> So he wants to, like, call them on their communicators and tell them. But the thing is, he remembered that the only thing giving them the sort of, like, morale... Fighting spirit. Like, the fighting spirit to, like, stay in this fight is that they're tr- they're still tr- trying to surprise and delight their friend Dapu. If Dapu calls them now, then they will know that he is awake. And then the surprise party will be ruined. So maybe they'll just give up and die. Yeah. Uh, it's a weird... I mean, it's a comedy episode. 
yeah. it's fine. Uh, so anyway, it just it's some pretty wild logic. So he's like, "How am I going to do this?" So we go back to the Rangers. I mean, and Dave, I I make a bunch of. I, I feel like I'm in a brain fog for the first like hour or two after I wake up every day. Um, if I had been asleep for three months, I feel like I would be in a pretty hefty brain fog for a while. I can see him definitely making that decision. So the Rangers have uh, unhensioned and they are just trying to get some relief from this terrible, terrible heat. And they're, they're like running around like trying to get some water, like in a fountain or a pool. But every source of water they find is super hot because it's not just a wildfire. Like there is star-like heat emanating from the super idiot body of, of right. Yusu. So like the pools are boiling. Right. So Dapu shows up in a very obvious disguise um, because he's an alien with an enormous head and he's disguised as a fortune teller and the rangers are like, who are you? What do you do? You need to evacuate. This is very dangerous. Zappu's like, don't worry. I'm an ordinary citizen. I am here to tell your fortune. Um, And they're like, I'm sorry, ordinary citizen. You need to get to a safe distance. Um... Dapu is not yet willing to be deterred, so he goes back to his disguise kit. And it, he does very briefly dress like a nurse. Yup. And, like, puts on a bunch of lipstick, but, like, Dapu's face doesn't... Dapu doesn't have, like, human lips. Yeah, not as such. It's, it's, it's such an upsetting visual that Dapu sees himself in a reflection and is like... Oh, no, I can't. Like, this is too much even for me. Yeah, even Dapu cannot cannot countenance this. So what he ends up with is a rock and roll guy? Rock and roll guy. Sunglasses, like big pompadour wig, uh... You know, sort of like a like a Billy Idol, Elvis Presley sort of mashup. Yeah. But like a horrifying alien. So he Which, frankly, honestly, I'm not going to lie, I think it's his best look yet. Like, if he went through the rest of the show with this look, I would be pretty content. Yeah, actually, not too bad. I mean, you put a wig and sunglasses on him, it covers up parts of his head. Yeah, so he sings a song just about it being hot, and then he... Well, he, the chorus of the song is... clear. The chorus of the song is is that he envies the worm... And the the car rangers hear that line and they say, oh my gosh, of course, he envies the worm. We must attack this guy from underground. And then Japu's like, oh man, thank goodness you finally got it. And then just like leaves. Yeah. And well, no, the car rangers leave and Dapu sits down and Dapu's like, cool, that worked and my disguise totally worked. And then we cut to the car rangers who are running over to the fight and they're all like, so that was Dapu. I don't know why he was wearing a disguise, but let's go fight this dude. Um, and then they do. So uh, it does look like they just hit him with their car. Yeah, see, that's they the thing. They threw a bunch of dirt on the car. And I think that was supposed to indicate that it had somehow burrowed up from underground. But it's definitely just like an open top SUV. So I don't know how it would have done that. 
Yeah. And, and then and then the other car just flies in from Pegasus the sky. Just flies over and shoots him. Which you could have done. Worms don't fly. You could have done that to begin with. Yeah, none of this makes a lot of sense. But whatever they've done, like, they hit him with their car once or twice, and now he's not emanating the heat anymore. Yeah. So then he's like, well, I have no choice but to be a giant. And then he becomes a giant. And then it's, like, super cool. He, like, breathes fire at them and uh, some stuff. Yeah. It's, then it's, they... it's, yeah. And then they kill him. It's a... Right. Then they kill this fool. Like, the, the fun part of this episode was leading up to that. There's not really much else to say about it. But we go back to the party. And it's weird that I'm talking going to be talking more about the party for this alien I hate than a giant robot combination dude fighting a man who's so stupid that he sets the world on fire. <laughs> it's weird that that's the thing that's more exciting, but here we are. You know, Matt, um, speaking of you reading a lot of the news, I'm I'm just real tired of talking about big dumb idiots who might set the world on fire because they're so stupid. Well, Dave, that's a good point. Let's talk about this alien party. Uh, so they show up at the alien party and they like they know that Dapu is awake and Dapu but Dapu doesn't know that they know, so like he's not asleep in the he's pretending to be asleep in the back of the van, and they're like, Go wake up Dapu, nudge, and then Kyosuke goes and sort of like nudges him awake and he's sort of like ah, oh, oh my goodness, what a great hibernation. Oh my friends. Where, where could we possibly be? And then he hops out and they're like, Dapu, we threw you a party. Uh, and he's really excited. Like, genuinely excited. It's very it's very nice that they've done all this. Yeah. And he's about to sit down at a big table full of food. And they're like, wait, Dapu, we thought you might be... Like, I'm not tired, but, like, decrepit, maybe? Like, you've experienced some muscle atrophy while you've been hibernating. So we invented a new exercise routine. Now, Dave, did you? I did not write any of this stuff about this exercise routine down, except that it's just like this weird choreographed exercise dance routine, which I know that they have made for, like, outside the context of an episode of the show. I remember a couple of years ago, we saw some videos of things that they had made, like, to put on TV of the Car Rangers dancing to exercise things that they had made up. I forgot not, that was not, the Car Rangers. Not, or not the Car Rangers specifically, no. but like... Like Rangers. Yeah, so I wonder if this is one of those. Wait, that was that just... the Car Rangers? Am I... Uh, I think I... you may have just created a memory for me, Matt. No, no, no. now I... I feel like I can see the Car Rangers doing it. I think it was the Cocky Rangers that we watched, but I think they've done it for multiple years. Well, the memory is terrifyingly unreliable, Matt. Anyways... <laughs> Uh, anyway, so they they dance and they sing, and it's it is it is a fun, nice way to end a episode that has too much Dapu, but is ultimately pretty good. Yeah. Uh, so Matt, that is the end of this episode, but it is not the end of our episode. That's true, Dave. We need to determine where Yu Yu Yuso ranks in the Creature Royale, and Dave, I think we should scroll up on this list a little bit from where we've been. Yeah, yeah, I think we definitely should. Okay, so, uh, you know, he is not, he's he's definitely not up in, like, the truly, uh, you know, like, the truly stellar heights. Um, you know, like, he's not, he's not Gali Sensei, right? No, 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 he's not Gali Sensei. 
But like, I am going down from Gali Sensei. And I am trying to find someone that I like more than like a big tiger man who just gets so rage drunk that it turns into a fireball. Um, um, I think no. Uh, there's actually there's a lot of really good XX Milano. The pizza maker is really great. Fashion Dimension is really great. Iron Mask Choryu is still still fantastic. You know what? I like Yu Yu Yuso more than I like Iron Mask Choryu. I think he's more. It's tough to say. Iron Mask Choryu is a great villain, uh, and he had a lot of impact in the story. And he has a cool look. He's not as... Yu Yu Yusu has a, a weird charm to him. Like, yeah. I just... I kind of dig his whole vibe. Um, okay, well, what's what's the next um, member of the Bozoak underneath Iron Mask Choryu? Uh, it's... Actually, there's quite a few. There's Gigi Gaki-chan, Ella Quinta, who's not precisely a Bozoak... And then um, XX Milano, the pizza maker. And then Vivi Gorin, the Olympian. And then from down there, we're into LL Onene, the driving madness. I definitely like him better than LL Onene, the driving madness. Okay, like so, so let's let's find a home for him between Vivi Gorin, the Olympian guy, and uh, LL, Onene, LL Onene, the driving madness. Okay, so Bara Darts was that fantastic jury episode where like everybody else gets mind controlled. Yeah, and the Barra Darts is like a weird scorpion monster with a monocle. Yeah. Now I think in large part Barra Darts is as high as he is because the episode is so fantastic and Jury is the star and we love Jury. Right. Um but I do really, really love Jury and I do kind of hate Dapu. So I would say above <laughs> LLO Nene, but not but but not Barra Darts. Okay. Which still puts him at spot number 48. Yeah, well, I mean, spot number 48, if you will remember, our midpoint on this list is almost always the uh, the three jewelry priestesses from Die Ranger. Uh, and they are currently sitting at numbers 82, 83, and 84. Yep. Which actually is still right in the middle, because the list goes down to 172. Yeah, I don't know how they managed. They have managed to stay at like the dead middle of this list the entire five years we've been doing this. You know, a lot, a lot of the early like signpost characters that we put in have stayed generally in the same like percentage spot of the list, and we filled in around them. I have, I, I, I think that is sort of generally true as to how this has come together. It's a very long list at this point, Dave. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sure is, man. Anyway, Dave, that is going to do it for another episode of License to Car Ranger. Uh, before we finish up here, I'd like to remind you all that you can email the show at supersentaibrothers at gmail.com. If you want to get any updates on future episodes or check out what we're talking about on Twitter, we are at supersentaibros. Uh, Dave, if people want to get a hold of you to uh, get in on the playtest of the Ghost Sentai Heroes tabletop role-playing game that you are writing, how do they do that? If you just email me at ghostsentaiheroes at gmail.com, I will uh, email the rules out to you and get you on the list for future updates. Right on. Uh, radical. So if you like the show, please remember that shining in the iTunes review section, there are five stars. Uh, please rate, review, subscribe on there. That's what's going to help people find the show. Or so we have been saying for years. 
Uh, I assume it's true. People have found the show, so it couldn't be it couldn't be false, right? We wouldn't have lied to you for five years about something so trivial. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you'd like to listen to any of the other... Uh, the Super Sunday Brothers are a production of Retrograde Orbit Radio. If you'd like to listen to any of the other Retrograde Orbit Radio shows, you can do that all at RetrogradeOrbitRadio.com. Once again, we are the Super Sentai Brothers. I'm Matt. I'm Dave. And we'll see you next week for the greatest show on Earth. Mark, sorry that that was a little... Cut.